Welcome to City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter. Well, it is time for some Rangers talk, but I'm running out of things to say about this hockey club. Impressive just keeps coming to mind, and very impressive if I want to add one little qualifier to it because the Kitchener Rangers have made it back-to-back shutouts against a divisional opponent in their own barn on Wednesday, 5 to nothing. And the first place Peterborough Peets in here tonight, although it's fair to point out that the Peets are the lowest scoring team in the OHL so far this season. They have fought and clawed and defended their way to first place in the East Division by preventing goals, not by scoring them. 4 nothing. the Rangers win it tonight. Our scoring summary looks like this. Adrian Misseljevic with his 13th of the season from Matt Sopp and Hunter Brustevich at 8-19 of the first, 1-0 Rangers. That goal was actually reviewed for a fair length of time to determine if there was goaltender interference or not. It was determined there was not. Obviously, it stood. The Peets lost their timeout with that challenge, but nonetheless, it wouldn't factor into the game. Luke Ellenus would score later in the period, but that one was called back on an offside. wasn't offside by much, but a good job by the Crews for catching it. So the Rangers led one nothing after one. In the second, Misseljevic again. His second of the game and 14th of the season from Matt Sopp at 138 of the second. And then Simon Motu with his third of the season from Cameron Mercer at 750 of the second. It was 3 nothing Kitchener after 40 minutes. In the third, Tanner Lamb would add his fourth of the season from Matt Andonofsky and Hunter Brustevich. That goal coming at 1423. And the Rangers won it by a score of 4 to nothing. The Rangers go 0 for 6 on the Channers power play tonight. The Peets go 0 for 4. Pardon me, I have those backwards. It was the Peets going 0 for 6 and the Rangers going 0 for 4, of course. The Peets had an awful lot of power play opportunities. Late in the second and into the third, a couple of those opportunities were 5 on 3 varieties for at least abbreviated points of time, but The Rangers' penalty killers were terrific, and they helped Jackson Parsons to a 39-save shutout here tonight. The Rangers had 28 shots on the Peterborough goal. So back-to-back shutouts for Jackson Parsons, and going back to Sunday's win over London, where he kept it clean in the third period, he's now got 147 minutes and 22 seconds of shutout hockey under his skates. Rangers win it. 4-0 Four to nothing here on home ice over Peterborough. Your post game show for you save flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. This is Kitchener Rangers hockey on City News five seventy. You're listening to City News five seventy Rangers talk. Brought to you by you save flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter. Welcome back to Kitchener Rangers Hockey here on City News 570. An old friend just stopped by. Emphasis on the old. Uh, Gary Doyle, nice to see him in the booth and in this arena where he called many a great game for us here on City News 570. He says he's enjoying the view with his tickets behind the net, and and why not? Everybody in this building enjoyed the view tonight as the Rangers just took control. Peterborough did their best to slow things down, clog up the neutral zone, Defend, 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 but the Rangers win it 
by a score of four to nothing, and you can make it four straight wins for the Kitchener Rangers. Your post-game show is for You Save Flooring, and UC Ahokas, the head coach, is downstairs with Paul Fixter. Let's send it down there right now. Thanks, Mike. I'm with head coach UC Ahokas, and coach, back-to-back shutouts. What did you like most about your team's effort tonight? Mm, second period, I, I like that. Second period. Uh, overall, we... Our neutral zone, we played okay. I think well, they, it was a little bit different type they, because they dumped the puck in a lot. So we were a little bit, they forecheck, and those, they were kind of, they dump it in, they forecheck harder, then they play traps. So I think we were patient with the puck, and uh, there wasn't a lot of turnovers in the neutral zone, what I liked. And we were playing offensive zone, we were playing smart using. Uh, using uh, the low to high place and actually the fourth line goal what came was exactly what we were looking for so uh, a lot of good things fourth line scores a goal uh, missile got two our third lammer great goal like first line wasn't on our best today but still uh, it's a good good thing that we can win in different ways the penalty killing was outstanding tonight penalty your best penalty killer always needs to be your goaltender uh, what what can you say about your goaltending and your pen, penalty killing unit? Well, yeah, for sure. Parson was unbelievable in the third period, like a big reason. But uh, he was seeing the pucks, uh, and he was doing he was doing really good. And the guys were sacrificing their bodies. There was good blocks there too, and uh, yeah, it was really good, really good. Try to keep it like that way. That way. I thought your team did a real good job. It, Peterborough is a, is a frustrating team to play against at times with that 1-4 that neutral zone trap four-check system. Your team did a real good job of not falling into making turnovers and mistakes in the neutral zone. Uh, how much credit do you give with just being smart hockey players? Well, yeah, like you have to, if, if a trap like that's against you, you have to play smart. Like they, That's what they try to do. So you have to build speed and you have to be smart with the puck and the guys did it did it today and it it paid off. Well you beat you beat a first place club this evening. You have a first place coming in here Sunday afternoon with uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Doesn't get any easier. Congratulations on a great win tonight. Looking forward to the game on Sunday. Yeah, thanks a lot. Back to you, Mike. Thank you very much, Paul. You see a hocus with his post game thoughts and yeah, the goaltender was uh pretty darn good jackson parsons 39 saves 17 of them in the third period against five on three power plays against as well rangers win it four to nothing they've won four in a row ho-hum they're still in first place your post-game show for you save flooring price is so low just take it and go this is kitchener rangers hockey and we continue on city news 570 you're listening to City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter. Back here inside the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium, a 4 nothing win for the Kitchener Rangers over the Peterborough Peets. Paul Fixter awaits a post-game player guest. I know who he's looking for. I won't spoil that just yet but he did factor into the scoring tonight i'll tell you that much he's now at 14 on the season i'll tell you that much too while we await that guest we'll take a look at our out of town scoreboard for liebold electric in kingston the frontenacs pick up a 5-3 win over the sarnia sting 
The Sting battled hard in the third period to make more of a game of that one, but Kingston really was in charge on home ice tonight, and you can make it five wins now in the past ten for the Kingston Frontenacs as they try to get things right under their new coach, uh, Troy Mann, after they let go of Luca Caputi a couple of weeks ago. In Mississauga, the Steelheads drop another one, and that's uncharacteristic. Make it three losses in a row for a very good club there in the 905. But the Barry Colts pick up the victory tonight, and that's back-to-back wins for the Colts. 3-1 the final in that one. The Brantford Bulldogs got off the schneid. They had points in three of their past four games. No, pardon me, all four of them, but they were all losses. I have trouble with that four-column standings. My apologies. So two regulation losses, one in the shootout, one in overtime. So points in two of their past four. But it's been a struggle for the Bulldogs this season. They got just the tonic they needed, though, with the Niagara Ice Dogs in town. Bulldogs win it 5-3. The Erie Otters came from behind on home ice versus Sudbury. For Erie, it was just their sixth game at home this season, and they win it 4-3 over the Wolves. Let's send it downstairs to Paul Fixter and that mystery guest. Thanks, Mike. I'm here with Adrian Misseljevic. Misseljevic, sorry, fresh off a two-goal performance tonight. You're up to 14 for the year. How much fun are you having? I'm having a lot of fun this year, for sure. Uh, keep on uh, winning, so it's obviously uh, good to see well, you're in a, you're in a uh, much different role this year. Last year was a much deeper ho- hockey club. You didn't get as much opportunity, as much ice time. Y- you had four goals. What's, what do you think the difference is with the responsibility you have and what you've done to, to you know, take advantage of that this year? Uh, difference is uh, a lot of guys move on to pro, obviously, and I just feel like I'm getting more ice time to, to prove myself, and it's working, uh, working so far, so hopefully I can continue it. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You've got a new line mate with uh, uh, Ellenis on the left side. What's it like playing with Ellenis there? He's he's a real workhorse. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely a workhorse for sure. Uh, he's a good smart player. He's like he's doing really well for his rookie year right now. So uh, he's stepping up uh, to play on the second line with us, and he's doing really well. Adrian, how difficult or frustrating is it to play against a team that really tries to clog up the neutral zone? They play a one-four kind of a trap system. How, how, how uh, frustrating or difficult is that to play against when you're a speed player, you're a speed team, and they're trying to nullify that? I wouldn't say it's frustrating, but it is definitely difficult because they force you to dump the puck and they don't really uh, let you enter the zone cleanly and make plays off the rush. So that's why it's pretty difficult. You beat a first-place hockey club tonight in uh, in uh, Peterborough. You have a first-place hockey club coming in on Sunday afternoon. What's the key to victory on Sunday for this club? Uh, just work hard. Uh, back check and uh, get pucks to the net. We'll get some rest tomorrow and be ready for Sunday. Congratulations on a, a good win tonight and a great start to the season for yourself. Thank you very much. Back to you, Mike. Thank you very much, Paul. Adrian Misseljevic, give him two on the night and 14 on the season. So Misseljevic accounts for half the Rangers scoring in a 4 nothing victory over the Peterborough Peets. Your post-game show for You Save Flooring. 
price is so low, just take it and go. Your three stars and more still to come on your post-game show. This is Kitchener Rangers Hockey on City News 570. Who blew a call? Who left it all out on the ice? Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter. Break it down on City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter. Well, we'll get some final thoughts from Fixie after this fourth straight win for the Kitchener Rangers. We'll, of course, open up phone lines and hear from you as we go deep into the night on Rangers Talk. But another piece of business to take care of is our three stars from this game tonight. Three stars are brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a better business at bbb.org. And the three stars look like this in the third star slot tonight. Matt Sopp of the Kitchen Rangers. He had a pair of assists and picks up third star honors. The young man from whom you just heard with a pair of goals tonight, Adrian Misseljevic, gets the nod as star number two. And what can you say about the kid who was tending the twine? Jackson Parsons, a 39-save shutout. Make it back-to-back shutouts for jackson parsons and going back to sunday versus london it was a scoreless third period so seven straight periods of shutout hockey for parsons and a streak of 147 minutes and 22 seconds not bad parsons is star number one of this game so your three stars are a home side sweep parsons missile jevic and sop your three stars for the better business bureau find a better business at bbb Dot org. We'll take a break, come back with final thoughts from Paul Fixter, and then your calls on Rangers Talk. It's all brought to you by You Save Flooring on City News 570. You're listening to City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter. Back here inside the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium where the Rangers win it. Four to nothing. We'll open up the phone lines momentarily, but we'll take a moment to get some final reflections from Paul Fixter after this Ranger victory tonight. And, of course, when we go deep into the night with Rangers talk, we got plenty to talk about, including head coaches and the precarious nature of their jobs in the league this year. But, Paul, when you went downstairs and I was starting the scoring summary, I, I just started with impressive, and I... Then I added very to it, as in very impressive. I don't know what else to say about this hockey club. 13-5. and They're not sneaking up on anybody, and they just keep winning hockey games. Yeah, they do. Like, and, they're, and they're beating teams that are good hockey clubs. I mean, sure. that's a first-place hockey club. I don't think they played like it tonight, but that doesn't matter. You can only beat the team that you're, you're playing against. And one of the things that the, the coach mentioned in the postgame was you know, the clean effort, the, like the really clean effort, just a good, solid, clean effort. And, Mike, I was watching I was watching the football game last night, and I really enjoyed this quote from Jason Kelsey when he was being interviewed uh, by L. Michaels and, and Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, he referenced the late Bobby Knight, who won four national championships at Indiana University coaching basketball. And, and, and the quote is, victory favors the team that makes the fewest mistakes. And pretty simple statement, but Kitchener didn't make mistakes tonight. They they were mistake free, hence the, the the shutout. But when you make 
uh, very few mistakes, you're going to give your team a chance to win. And they, they did a wonderful job. And, you know, they, they did a great job of killing the penalties. And penalties aren't a mistake. Penalties happen because it's a physical game. They they have really done a great job of of executing the game plan and making fewer mistakes and smaller mistakes than the visiting team. When I heard that last night, I thought, boy, this is the team that I've been watching for the last, you know, eight, 18 games now. That they're they're not making a lot of mistakes. You just gave me something I think that makes this all make sense. But quickly, as an aside, when you mentioned the late Bobby Knight, do you remember that time where he was caught? I'll put in air quotes broadcasting a game, and he had a he had a plastic cup in front of him, and it it didn't look like he had water in there. A good buddy of mine, Chris Feeney of KW Custom Ex- uh, Exteriors, sent me a text before the game. He was going to be here. He said, "Can I send a couple up to the booth?" I said, "Oh, Chris, like he's such a good guy." I'm like, "No, we're not going to do that because you know we're not Bobby Knight." Anyway, I'm sorry <laughs> I turned one down on behalf of us. You you just said a moment ago, Paul, that. Uh, you can only play the teams that come in. Peterborough may not have looked like a first-place team tonight. Consistency. Consistency is what we're getting from this Rangers club through 18 games. Like, they're beating good teams when the teams are playing well. They beat Saginaw night number one. They beat London last Sunday. And they'll play any kind of style you want to have them play. You have to fight through the trap all night tonight. Whatever. The Rangers are giving a consistent effort. I would say... 16 out of the 18 games for sure. Yeah, no question. And and the word that was key there, Mike, was was effort. And that was the one thing that you see uh, stressed in the pregame is the, the work ethic of Peterborough. And Peterborough is a hardworking team. And he said we have to match that work ethic. And I've always maintained not, not only if you're going to win, not only do you have to match it, you have to match and exceed it. And tonight, I believe Kitchener's work ethic exceeded that of Peterborough's work ethic. And the consistency that we're seeing in the, the commitment to defense, the special teams, albeit they didn't score on the power play tonight, they, they had opportunities. Uh, the penalty kill was, was perfect. And their execution on the mistakes that Peterborough made resulted in goals. Rangers win it 4 to nothing over the first place in the East Division, Peterborough Peets. Kitchener continues to roll right along, first place in the Midwest, and now four wins in a row, they'll try to make it five at home to Sault Ste. Marie. That's going to be a fun one. Get your tickets now if you don't have them already. There might be a few left over because Tyler Ertl coming back to town. Ertz is a good lad, played here in Kitchener about 30 years ago. Gosh, more than that now, 35. Anyway, you get the point. It's going to be a fun game. And now let's move on and go deep into the night with Rangers talk. You want to be a part of the program? You know the numbers. Give us a call. Paul and I are hanging around. We don't have a beer with us, but that's okay. We're going to hang around. we got a couple of bottles of water, and we're off. Rangers win it 4 to nothing. Let's hear from Rangers Nation. Kitchener Rangers Hockey and your post-game show, Rangers Talk, for you save flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. This is City News 
song that we heard four times tonight in a 4 nothing win. As I wait for Mike uh, to get back here, I just want to bring you up to date on what's going on at the U-17 tournament out in uh, PEI. And it was really interesting. We've got Cameron Reed playing on Team uh, White and Luca Romano playing on Team Red. And they squared off in the quarterfinal uh, game the other day in which uh, the white team won 3-2 in overtime. And so now uh, Team White with Cameron Reed, a, part- a participant on that team, gets to play Sweden in the uh, semifinals. And I believe that's tomorrow. And Luca Romano's uh, Team Red team will uh, play a fifth uh, fifth place match against Finland. And uh, it's just interesting that those two got to play one another. Mike, I was just bringing the fans up to date on the U-17 update and how Team White and Team Red squared off in the quarterfinals and Reed's team beat Romano's team. And now Reed gets to play Sweden in the semifinals and a chance to get to the final game, which would be a great experience for him. It's been a great experience for the Kitchener Rangers and their fans so far this season. A 13-5 and mark through 18 games. And another four-game winning streak. I say another because the Rangers won four earlier this season. They have also got a three-game winning streak in there and a little two-game back-to-back session of wins. Okay, 519-570-2545, star 570, and 1-800-570-5715. Let's get to the phones. James, you're first on City News 570. I just tuned in after walking home from the game, so I don't know if you guys have hit this. What I was most impressed with tonight is that none of our goals came from the first line. It was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's three from the second line and one from the fourth. And you guys talked about consistency. We've got consistency from top to bottom. Everybody's producing. You know, uh, Mike, you've said it a couple times over the last few weeks. Like, when is it time that we call this team you know, a winning team. I'm starting to think it's uh, when is it time that other teams start to think, oh, shoot, we're playing Kitchener this weekend. It's going to be a tough weekend for us. You know, James, that's really well said. And I'll just be honest. I was on board with this is a winning team as of Thursday morning. After the win in Owen Sound on Wednesday night, I said, okay, quarter of the way, 12-5, and this team is a team to be reckoned with. The game that really brought that, uh, to the front for me was the London game. You know, you go into a very difficult building to play in, 10,000 people, uh, against a very good hockey club uh, and a physical hockey club. They try to intimidate you, and a sound 4-2 win. Um, you know, it just really impressed me that, wow, that that's a heck of a game. Um, you know, on the own sound, obviously, a shout-out is fantastic. Then you follow that up with a shout-out tonight. They're, they're clicking on all uh, cylinders, and, yeah, I think the message is out there. Hey, Kitchener's a tough team to play against you know, to all the other teams. And, James, you make a great point on where the scoring's coming from. There was no Rakoff goal tonight. There was no Sop goal tonight. I'm, uh, I'm right here with you guys. And, uh, you know, of course, Sunday is going to be a big game for us against the Sioux. I, the, I think the game that I'm most looking forward to now is the next time we meet Mississauga because, to me, that was the maybe the one time this year, maybe one or two times, but the big shutdown of the Kitchener um, game this year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how 
Hocus and the entire team uh, step up to that challenge. But, like, you know, I'm not worried about anybody this year. Like you said, uh, Paul, the the London game was the turnaround for me or the, the big turning point for me that I thought, okay, this team is going to uh, – this team – maybe we make a playoff run this year. Who knows? Thanks, guys. Thanks, James. I really appreciate that. The uh, Mississauga game, we're going to have to wait until February after the trade deadline. Uh, and, and the Steelheads, they dropped a game tonight uh, to Barry. So that's back-to-back-to-back losses for Mississauga. The Rangers have not lost three in a row yet this season. The only reason I didn't give Kitchener the nod on Monday after the win Sunday is because London was on the tail end of a 3-3. Three and three. The Rangers had played 3-4, and four, so I, I, I get it. I'm not trying to whiz on this team, but you could, you could find little things like that along the way, right? When North Bay was in here a couple of Fridays ago, they were coming off a game the night before in North Bay, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, little things like that. The Rangers have been busy. They've played uh, as many games as any other team. This is their 18th game here tonight. Uh, I think Actually, without North Bay and Sault Ste. Marie playing tonight, I think the Rangers have now played more than any other team. But I said this at the beginning of the season, Paul. I'll say it again. I think the schedule is an underappreciated part of the game. I frankly, for what it's worth, it's just me, but I hated the Rangers' schedule last year. 28 games by Christmas, backloaded 40 games in the final 83 days of the season. It was not a great schedule. But the other thing I noticed with the Rangers' schedule this year, not only is it spread out, like it's just you're going to play 10, 11, this month 13 games, but a consistent number of games every month. The Kitchener Rangers have only two three-in-threes this season. Yeah, that's that's key. That's really uh a key factor, Mike. The three and threes are are, are very difficult, and uh, to, to only have two uh, when it's it's predominantly a weekend league, uh, that's that's really bodes well for them. Um, I I you know we get Sault Ste. Marie's coming in playing Saturday, so there's a bit of an advantage there in that we get to rest t- tomorrow, uh, and you know they have to play and then and travel up here. The travel's easy from St. Catharines, but nonetheless. Uh, you know that extra game makes makes a difference, but that's the way the schedule is. We're going to have games where, like two weeks from now, we play Friday at home, Saturday in Guelph. Get on the bus and go into Flint. You know, and, and the bottom line is you're still expected to to play that weekend like that. If you can take two out of three, I guess that would be, you know, a great weekend when you can win two out of three games. But that travel is not going to be easy as well. It kind of works works its way through all the teams in this league. Some teams have it worse than others. Our location here makes it really good for our travel for the most part. No question. Uh, Sarnia played tonight, lost tonight, also their 18th game. So Kitchener and Sarnia have played 18 already. Sault Ste. Marie will play their 18th tomorrow, and North Bay sitting on 17 games. Rangers win it 4 nothing over Peterborough tonight. Brandon, you're next on City News 570. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? We are excellent, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Well, I called in after the Owen Sound game, and I said I wanted to call in, and I hadn't called in, and I finally did. But I have to call in again to pick up on what you said, Mike, is consistency. There's two key things, I think, tonight that we really need to focus on. One, again, is coaching. When I called in after Owen Sound, I said... It's amazing what this coaching staff's done. Consistency-wise, it's amazing to see the systems they put in place. 
to see how the teams responded. You know, all four lines are playing. They're all playing a game where they all, every single shift, are giving their all. It's interesting that, you know, Coach said line one tonight, not as good as you'd expect, and that's amazing. This is a team that just won 4 nothing. I thought played great tonight, yet he's still unhappy, and that's just so satisfying. So it, it's UC Ahokas. I think it's Ahokas Pocus Magic this season. He's got this team playing just incredible, so hats off to him. The other thing on consistency, and tonight it was just unbelievable to watch, is Jackson Parsons. Wow, is he ever playing unbelievable. The thing that impresses me most about his play is when you watch him, watch his rebound control. It is incredible to watch how he, every single puck, it's either it hits him and he stops it and he covers it up, or it hits him and it's in the corner. There was not a single time that I saw a bad rebound tonight that he let up. And when you have a goalie playing behind you, no matter whether you played house league hockey or whether you play in the NHL, when you have a goalie that you know will make a save for you, it makes the entire team in front of him play better. So hats off to the coach, hats off to Jackson Parson, and hats off to this whole team. Now I said after I called in after Owen Sound, we play Mississauga the next game, and I was really excited to see if that would be a test. That may be the one game that we just you know didn't play our best game or play our game. So the Sioux comes in here on Sunday. Local kid making his return is going to have a big game. That's going to be, again, a real test for this club. But if I'm Mike McKenzie right now, at the beginning of the season, every single fan said, this isn't our year, we're expecting to sell off. Well, what do you do now? You can't. You've got to run this team. You've got to see where this team goes. Because right now, possibilities are endless. Thanks, gentlemen, for everything you do. You have a great evening. Go Rangers, go. Thanks, Brandon. There was a lot of information there. I'm trying to uh, dissect it all. The one thing that you you mentioned about is the consistency of the lines one through four, and I'll throw in the defense there as well. I think the one thing that this coaching staff really wants out of this team is they're demanding of effort, work ethic. And I got a text during the game tonight from uh, from a fan who just mentioned, they said, I love Pug, you know, Pugliese, P-U-G. And they love him because, obviously, he plays with energy. And, and that's what the coach demands. And he, I've referenced this a few times this year. He talks about fourth-line energy from top to bottom. And when you get that fourth-line energy uh, from your top lines, you're going to get the scoring that they've been getting. They have been getting depth scoring, as we like to call it, up and down, up and down the lineup. And then you look at Brustevich, who's, again, on the scoreboard twice tonight with two, two assists. You talk about Parsons, and after the last game in Owen Sound, when he, when he started this shutout streak that he has, and I agree with everything you say about his movement, his puck management, his game management, as I like to call it. I asked him about Jordan DeCourt. I see Jordan DeCourt, the goaltending coach, out here working with both Malbuff and Parsons on a on a real regular basis. We go on uh, into the onto a road trip, and we get in two thirty in the morning. The goalies are out getting their reps in with Jordan DeCourt, watching video. I a lot of credit has to go 
to Jordan and the work he does behind the scenes to get these goalies prepped and ready so they can execute and do the things that they've been doing to give this club a chance. All you can ask from a goaltender is a quality start. A quality start means it gives you a chance to win, and the goaltenders have done that this season. I certainly can't add to what either of you expert analysts had to say there. That was a great call, Brandon. The one thing I will touch on is your point about Mike McKenzie and what do you do. And, Paul, you and I talked about this on Wednesday night. We had Mike McKenzie on the broadcast, and I asked him flat out, is there a point in time where you look at what this team is doing and decide, well, you can't sell assets as you would expect to do this year. You have to decide, as Brandon said, let's go for a run. I will just add this to that, and and I I feel really bad for giving out bad information last week on the show. I was looking at uh, an old, dated uh, draft pick database, and it showed the Rangers had a lot more picks than they actually do have. Kitchener has a second and a third in this upcoming draft, and then it's pretty bare until 2027. Only a third shows up again in 2027. There's a conditional second in 26 that I don't think the Rangers are going to be able to use, so... They've got a second and a conditional third in this upcoming draft. No second, no third in 25. Likely no second, no third in 26. No second in 27. So it's a real dilemma. Um, but I, So I don't know. Like Mike McKenzie, I hope you can sleep well. You're a much smarter hockey man than I am. Yeah. But that you, you're going to have to figure out some point to put some draft picks back in the cover. Well, and you have to make sure your scouts do a good job of identifying those players that maybe are just you know the notch below but feel they can play sure you know i i think it puts i think it puts a real onus if they decide to, to go the route that we've been going here mike puts a real onus on the the scouting staff to dig deeper find find some real diamonds in the rough as as you say and and maybe i mean you can buy a little bit of time with your you know first second and third this next draft and then see what happens but anyway again i i i know one thing mike i would trade a championship for filling my cupboards with draft picks. That's just me. Really? Oh yeah. Oh no, wait. Wait, you mean I would, you would trade the like you wouldn't I you wouldn't, wouldn't fill the cupboard, you'd go for the championship. Absolutely. Yeah, I get you. For yeah. sure. I would I would take I would hang a banner in, in this in these rafters over worrying about filling the cupboard. Now I'm not the GM and and I'm not a coach or I'm but I would well I was a coach. I would take a championship over worrying about draft picks. And I remember sitting around the tables and when we had good championship clubs and and Pierre Lacroix you you can't you can't trade your first rounders at this level but in the NHL you could and he says hey you don't win you don't win championships with first rounders you win championships with players and he would go these scouts would scout all season and then at the trade deadline they'd go our first rounder and and uh we'd win a championship you know it's it's now it's different at the pro level but but at this level too it's all about winning for sure winning and developing 2008. It's been a long time for this team. It's been a long time for this team. All right, let's squeeze in one more before the break. It's Andre. You're on City News 570. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, Brandon, to take my words that uh, the coaching and Jackson Parson um, made it really fantastic and everybody's applying. Um, I, ju- I just want to say that uh, it's it's wonderful to know that we're doing great. Um, what amazed me tonight is, like you said, Brandon, boy, did he ever so good, but 
is Jackson Parson. He, he kind of reminds me. I'm scared to say this, but a young Patrick Waugh. Oh come on, Andre! Come on, come on. Let's let, let's not get carried away. Let's not get carried. Away. Little, little little early for that, Andre. But but uh. he's young. He's he's confident. He, he's when he gets confident, he gets a little bit out of more of an increase, and that's from you guys talking. And I just love his confidence. And I wasn't too fan about him last year. I know he was injured. I was more of Vandenberg. Is that his name, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I was a Vandenberg fan. And um, this Jackson Parson, my goodness, that's all I can say. But total, they're doing fantastic. And I said early on your show, Mike, today, today is going to be a big task. And even you see on your show, even said it, it's going to be a big challenge. And no coaching. The guys applied it. They're mature. They're 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 doing great. And uh, I can't wait for the next game. You guys have a good right. night, guys. Thanks, Andre. You too. I, listen, I don't want to try to take anything away from Jackson Parsons. He's been playing great. 147 minutes plus a shutout hockey. It's just comparisons are really. I don't love him at the best of times. And boy, that's a big one. Anyway, I'll bring it a little bit closer to home, Mike, than than Patrick Waugh. He reminds me a little bit of, of, of John Gibson from uh, when Gibby was here. John Gibson did a real good job of, obviously he was a good goalie and, and made great saves when he had to, but he managed the game really well. He was a smart goaltender who saw the ice, who recognized when we needed a, a line change. He would freeze pucks when, and, and Parsons is doing that, and, the, and I call that game management, and they, both Gibson and Parsons remind me a lot of one another in that regard. Okay, we'll take a quick break, but we've got lots more to come on Rangers Talk here tonight following a 4 nothing win for Kitchener over the Peterborough Peets. The beat goes on for the incredibly consistent Kitchener Rangers so far this season. Your post-game show brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. This is City News 570. It's time to speak your mind. Have your say on City News 570 Rangers Talk. Call now 519-570-2545. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. City News 570. Well, Adrian Misseljevic scored twice, but the story, I think, has to be Jackson Parsons in the Rangers' goal, a 39-save shutout. He's only allowed two goals on the last 94 shots he has faced. He has run together a shutout streak of more than 147 minutes, and the Kitchener Rangers blank the Peterborough Peets four to nothing. Let's get right back to the phones. Evan, you're on City News 570. Fixter and Farwell, how are you guys both doing? Evan, we're doing great. Uh, shout out to Jackson Parsons for two shout outs in a row. Uh, with a 4 nothing win. I think uh, the defense and offense were productive tonight. And a quote from one of the fans that were sitting right beside me, uh, Jackson Parsons should get a... Uh, all three stars, uh, one <laughs> plus two plus three. Let's go. 
<laughs> All right, Evan, thanks for that. That's not a bad call from the fan there, uh, Fixie, because, listen, I don't want to take anything away from Misseljevic's two goals or Sop's two assists and Brustevich's two assists, but especially that third period. We, we should highlight that a little bit. Back-to-back-to-back penalties against the Rangers, couple of five-on-three situations, and Parsons was terrific. He stood He stood tall in there, and I, I've said it a few times tonight, your best penalty killer has to be your goaltender, and, and he certainly was. And he didn't allow second and third chances. And I think it was Brandon who mentioned about the re- rebound control. He made the save, killed the play, get a change, face off. You know, he just he makes he makes it easy for the penalty killers to uh, do do their job. I I think his confidence level right now, Mike, is just so high. Like it's just I walked in with him tonight, and he's just feeling so good about himself, and he should. But he's he's seeing the puck so well. He's I, he's worked hard at at really proving that this that he is a good goaltender. Just because he hasn't had a whole lot of opportunity with the injuries that he's had over over the uh, over his career, you know, and then playing behind other guys. I give him all the credit in the world because I watched his his work ethic. Coach talks about work ethic. This kid has as good a work ethic as anybody. You know, it's a good point, and I thought of that when Andre mentioned it before, saying he wasn't much of a Parsons guy last year. You didn't have a chance to be. Right, he just he, he was injured so early in the season, and it was on such a, a, a harmless-looking play, and then all of a sudden he's gone for the year. The one thing that wasn't gone from Jackson Parsons, though, his smile. Yep. This kid has yep. got a perma grin attached to his face, and that's what just makes me, as a human being, happy for him. Because this kid last year had every reason to mope and. What he hung around the team, and he, he had the permagrin then, and oh my gosh, is he being rewarded for that? Yeah, he is, and and he's such a nice kid. Like after I interviewed him the other night, you know, he thanked me. <laughs> he thanked me off the air for interviewing. You know, I mean, I should be the one thanking him for giving me, you know, three, four, five minutes of his of his time after you know working pretty hard. Yeah, he just to, wants to shower and get on the bus, yeah, right? Get his uh, post game meal. Just, he's very polite. He's he's very, uh, you know, and, and it was Brandon who said like goaltending when when your goaltender's playing well everybody else feels better about their game because they know if they make a mistake the red light isn't going to go on they know if they make a mistake you have somebody in there that has their back and is going to bail them out most of the time like obviously goaltenders let in goals tonight i i i said it was going to be a 3-1 game well i was wrong it was a 4-nothing game but you don't expect to get shutout after shutout after shutout i did expect kitchener to pick up the win in regulation, and I was the fixes was in on that one, and I was correct on that one. Um, but hey, the shutout is just that's bonus because you know you, you, let's be honest, team score goals. The fixes in is something that we do on our post our pregame show every night before the game, and you were uh, on fire again tonight, Fixie. The only thing you missed was that the Rangers managed to score four. You thought they'd only score three, but they they got the win, so they handed Peterborough their first road loss in regulation. The fix was in on that one, and it was advantage Kitchener when the Peterborough bus got in a little bit late. The fix was in on that one, too. I didn't think they'd get to four just because of what I'd heard uh, when I talked to a few people this morning about this club, just to kind of get acclimated a little bit better with them, how solid they are defensively. And they are, you can tell they do play a good defensive uh, game, um, but four against a team that's that sound defensively and their goaltender was playing very well uh it's tough to get um but they found a way to do it and and really if that goal wasn't offside it's five because it, it was just 
slightly offside. And it was. I did see the video of it. It was offside. So great call by the officials there. But you know, it could have been five for sure. All right, Cody, over to you. You're on City News 570. Hey, Farwell. Hey, Fixture. What's up, guys? Hey, Cody. We're good. Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> I got three things to say about tonight. One, okay. a, ba- a back-to-back shutout for the Kitchener Rangers. First it was Owen Town and now Peterborough. I got to say, this team is starting to roll. They certainly are. And number two, I got to say, Jackson Parsons. That dude was phenomenal tonight. I got to say, he, he he blew my mind. <laughs> 39 saves is a lot. Mm-hmm. And number three, if the if the birthday boy is listening to this broadcast tonight, we want to send the... A happy birthday to Dave Schneider. Hey, Cody, thanks for that call. I really appreciate it. And I, I hope Dave is still listening. By this point, he might be at uh, Howl at the Moon or something. He likes the wings there. Nonetheless, or maybe home with his lovely family because it is Dave Schneider's birthday. How'd you like that? The crowd <laughs> sings him happy birthday during the game tonight. That's awesome. It was pretty cool and a big crowd here tonight. And what was really neat about it too, Mike, is the play actually had started and was going on and the fans were relentless. They were going to finish the birthday song uh, regardless if the play was going on or not. So uh, happy birthday, Dave uh, Schneider. Good for you. And uh, that was a nice gesture by the fans and uh, nice to acknowledge his, his birthday. A crowd of uh, 6,311 in here tonight. I thought we were going to have our highest of the season, but that's only third highest, actually, but the fourth crowd to go over 6,000. 6,385 was our highest so far, but... Nice crowd in here on the Remembrance Day game for the Kitchener Rangers as they win it 4 nothing over the Peterborough Peets. Let's go next to Trevor. Trevor, you're on City News 570. Hello. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just want to comment on the game tonight. Uh and overall on the Kitchener Rangers performance through the season has been uh, nothing but spectacular. Like, it's been great. Um, Their offense has been uh, outstanding. Their defense, they've uh, received some NHLers back into the lineup, so that helps a lot. And I don't know what uh, more we can say about uh, the performance of the Kitchener Rangers. They've been outstanding as far as I'm concerned. All right, Trevor, appreciate that call. They, they've been really fun to watch because they they play hard, and that's what the coach demands of them, they, to, to play hard. And when you play hard, you're, you give yourself a chance to win. They play with a, a, a great uh, togetherness. You know, I... I 5A, 5D, 5 attack, 5 defend. And you mentioned it on on the Andronovsky jumping up into the rush. It was like (laughs) he he causes, like he breaks up a rush coming into the zone, and the minute that puck's on his stick, Paul, he is booking it the other way. And they've they've been given that green light by the staff to activate. And what what I've really liked about the activation, and not only the activation up ice, the activation within zone. When a defenseman activates off the blue line and gets uh, gets in behind the goal goal line or down low, 
a forward, the, the, we call it F3, the F3 forward, the high forward, fills his defensive position. It's a real beauty, beautiful to watch because it really confuses defensive, uh, defensive alignments. Uh, that Andonovsky play led to Lamb's goal in the third period that made it 4 nothing. That's how this one finished. Trevor made me think of one more thing, Paul, and I, I asked you this during the pregame show, or before we started, off the air. Look, I, I get, and I've admitted this, I've been around this team long enough. Like I'm I'm as much fan as I am broadcaster. The, the Kitchener Rangers do not sign my paychecks, nor Paul's. We're employed by the radio station, but I've, I've always, I grew up as a fan of this team, so I'm not going to apologize for that. It's just reality. And and winning, being around a winning team, it's, it's a lot more fun than yep. obviously the opposite. But I remember asking you before the game tonight, like, am I just, is it my bias or is this team really fun to watch? Because when you're winning, everything just seems that much better. But they didn't, they didn't strike me. They don't strike me as a boring team. And you just kind of alluded to that. And that's what you said to me before the game tonight. Oh, yeah. They're, they're anything but boring. And I, I think the, the telltale for that is, when uh, we had uh, somebody mention to us that they don't leave after the second period anymore. <laughs> that's right. You that's know, right. like yeah. they, they stay for the in- entirety of the game. And and that's a real that's a real telltale that, hey, this team is is fun to watch. They play hard. They're not boring. Like this game had parts of it that were quite boring when Peterborough sat back and tried to frustrate them. Kitchener doesn't do that. Kitchener attacks, attacks with speed. And they, they play hard, and, and that's fun. That's the way the game should be played. And that's what I was about to say. We saw in Peterborough tonight how they got to first place. They will just smother you into, maybe lull you to sleep to pick up their wins. Opportunistic. They wait for you to make a mistake and then pounce on it, and hopefully uh, you know, they get their chances on the power play. I think they expect a lot out of Beck, and I thought Beck was very average tonight, Mike. I have to be honest. For, for an NHL pick, a guy that they expect a lot out of, he was on for every goal against. He was minus four, and uh, did nothing. When when you know one of your top players like that uh, is minus four, you're not having a good night. Four is the operative number. Four wins in a row for the Kitchener Rangers. Four nothing. The final score over the Peterborough Peets. We'll take a break and continue with Rangers talk here from the Memorial Auditorium. Eddie is still mad at me from last week. He's waiting in the queue. To talk to us next, we'll find out if he's calmed down since I saw him at the arena earlier tonight. This is your Kitchener Rangers post-game show brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. You're listening to City News 570. Got something to say about your East Avenue Blue? Call now, 519-570-2545. It's City News 570. Rangers Talk, brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. City News 570. The Rangers get a pair of goals from Adrian Misseljevic, a pair of assists from both Matt Sopp and Hunter Brustevich. And oh yeah, by the way, ho-hum, 39 saves from Jackson Parsons, all of it adding up to a 4-0 victory over the Peterborough Peets. Let's get right back to the phones. Eddie, you're next on City News 570. Uh, hey, Mike and Fixter. Hello, Edward. Hi, hey, Edward. <laughs> uh I, th- I think you're overselling, uh, you know, the the anger 
I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't remember uh, how, needing to calm down. But anyways, jokes aside, um, I'll, I'll talk about this game first. Uh, Parsons, incredible. Um, just He's been on another level this year. Of course, didn't get much of an opportunity last year with the injury. But he's been great. Um, and, you know, this is something that I like. I, it sounds like a broken record to bring up past years, of course. But, like, they get outshot pretty heavily today. To be honest, I mean, not to be honest, it's a known fact they got out Trump pretty heavily, and they still pulled off a convincing victory. It's something that you wouldn't see much. So I, I, it's a, it's a very well balanced team. I'd say it's not. Yeah, that's pretty much what I'd say. Um, yeah, well, the 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 slogan this year was new wave, and I think that's exactly what we're seeing here under the new coaching staff and with this new crop of players. Yep, and I, I think at at what point do we have to acknowledge that this team is actually like legit? Because you know what. Even it's I've it's had legit. Those, yeah, we're I, calling it. And you know, I, I'm start like that's what I'm starting to believe that too because you know, of course, you start well, but oh, everyone all off season. Oh, come on, this this team isn't going to perform. But I I think I know I said till the end of November, but nothing has given me the indication yet that a collapse or something is going to happen. So I I think I'm going to go into the legit category now. I, I have no reason well, not I- to. I was at a uh, OHL uh, alumni golf tournament. I think I might have mentioned this already, but uh, a while back, and uh, I guess it was late August or maybe early September, and talking to a few when I knew I was going to take this job, and talking to a few guys on this side of the of the uh, divisions of the conference, sorry, and they said, "Hey, Paul, Kitchener, Kitchener is going to be a lot better than it, people are talking about and letting on." And now I understand why they they told me that and and said what they said about this team and and you know the young players and so I, I see it now for sure and and it's it's a legit hockey club that is playing playing the right way playing smart playing together and playing with a purpose and that purpose is fully uh, explained and and expected of them from the coaching staff. All right, exactly. Eddie, we've agreed that this team is legit because um, we got other callers I got to get to, but we were going back and forth a little bit last week about what this team should do with its roster makeup. Now, last week when you talked to me, you're like, if it's a bad November, we got to think about selling pieces off. Where are we at this week? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know what? That, that was taken a bit, a bit too far. I'm going to say when I came up, I put out three scenarios, the three scenarios that any team can find itself in a season, which is contender, far from a contender and that middle ground. So I was just, I, when I came up, I was talking about three scenarios and what I would do and how it's probably best, you know, of course, to be a contender where, I mean, you don't sell off because that's stupid. Or, you know, you have a really bad November, have a bad December, and you know where you stand, you know your bottom of the barrel, and, you know, you look to the future. But I, I wasn't saying that, oh, they should just, they should just do it regardless. So this is the big month for you, though, because they play 13 games in November. Yeah. No, it's like, you know what? I, I, but, I mean, we're already, what, 11 days in, or 10 days into the month? They played what? Yeah, this was, their, this was their four, one, two. This was their fifth game of November, and they're four and one. Like, this yep. team just keeps rolling along. So, as I said, like I just said, like, I've, I've passed that point where even if, okay, they go, what? How many? How many games would they have left? Nine games. Even if they go like four and five, like I'm not, I'm in no 
way say, oh, yeah, no, that's it. So, no, I, I've joined the legit boat. I'm in the legit boat now. So, anything that was mentioned last week when I came up, just uh, a, a <laughs> monumental, a monumental collapse would have to happen right now for me to for me to for me to change my mind. <laughs> All right, Eddie, appreciate the call. It's always good to hear from you. And, Paul, you were saying it earlier. You'd trade a championship. Like, you'd take that championship more than draft picks in your cupboard. Yeah, but I'm not the general manager of this hockey club, and I'm not involved in in that capacity. But, I mean, there's no feeling like winning. And uh, it's it's been a while, and, and... you know they're they're putting themselves in that conversation at least that's that's uh for sure and hey when you have a chance to win i believe you you go you go for it this team makes you think they have a chance to win every time they take the ice they do mike they 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 really do uh they're just they're clicking it on all cylinders for sure we'll squeeze in one more before the break chris it's over to you on city news 570 Hey Mike, how's it going? Good, thanks. Uh, I'm. I just saw my first game tonight, and I'm pretty impressed. Jackson Parsons played amazing. Um, I was just. I'm thinking. I know Mitch or uh, Martin's out for six weeks, but what do you think they're going to do with the overage? And I think they can probably get some draft picks back with that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know what, Chris, great question. Go ahead. Yeah, well, and Mike McKenzie uh, addressed that on on, uh, Wednesday uh, when we had him on. He said the good thing is he doesn't have to make that decision right now. And so that's something that they can can, uh, think about and, and, you know, wait till till Martin is is healthy. But certainly they don't want to have a situation where you've got four and you're rotating uh, somebody in and out because – Schmidt wasn't sent here from Tampa to sit in the press box with us, you know, and we can talk about all the OAs, but no, that's not a healthy situation when you have to sit players out. And you're right. They're all really good players. They're all producing in in the way that they, they're all performing in the way that they have to for their, uh, for the, for the hockey club. And and they're they're valuable and yes they would bring assets in return. The only thing I'd say, Chris, is just based on returns already this year. Connor Lockhart, who was an 86 point guy a season ago, just went from Peterborough to Oshawa for a third and a fifth. That's not exactly a huge return for a point a game guy. Yeah. Point and a half. Wow. Desperate, like you have to find a team. That desperation maybe, or a team that needs to fill that last day. Like there's so many scenarios that are yet to play out for sure. Who but do you think a great problem to have? Go? Well, Who that's you, think, <laughs> you know, it's a million dollar question, Chris. It's a million dollar question, and I'll tell you one of the other difficult decisions that this team is going to have to make soon, and that is on defense because Roman Schmidt's an OA. And they're gonna have they're gonna have to sit somebody on defense when this defense is playing well, so well. And, and Reed's and coming back. Cameron Reed's coming back. Like right? tomorrow, so, the the event's over tomorrow. Yeah, uh, uh, or Sunday. So Cameron Reed will be back for next weekend's game. Correct. Right? So and you know, and he was playing obviously playing really well. He he's got your first na- round pick. Yeah, he's he, your first first round pick. And he got he got named to the U seventeen team. He's probably going to be in the final of that. So this kid can play. Hey, somebody has to sit. You know, we it, it's it's. It's a great problem to have. That means you got healthy bodies and good players. Yeah, there you go. 
You got any ideas, Chris? Okay. Who would you move? Uh, as much as I'd hate to do it because he scored tonight, but I think my Motu would probably be the guy to go. Yeah, could be. Chris, appreciate the call, and thanks for making it. We we know the Rangers are going to have to move one of those overagers. And and so what are you doing? I, you, obviously, I would think. I know Mike McKenzie would make for sure that the player ends up in a good situation. And I I would guess you try to maximize, like which player brings you the maximum return. Because yeah. one of those four is going to have to go at some point. Yeah, and you want to get the maximum return for not, not a third and a fifth. Yeah, You want more than that. All right, we'll take one final break and come back with more Kitchener Rangers post-game show for You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. This is City News 570. We want to hear from all the armchair coaches. Call now, 519-570-2545. It's City News 570, Rangers Talk, brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. City News 570. I just said to Paul Fixter, we might have set a record close to it for a number of calls on this postgame show. Very sorry for those we won't get to because it's just been so busy. I guess that's what happens when you have a winning team. Four in a row for the Rangers, a 4 nothing win over Peterborough. We get to squeeze in one last call. Mike, you're going to get the last word. Don't disappoint us. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Hello. Oh, hey, sorry. Um Got a got a quick question to ask you. The OHL at the end of the year, I'm kind of a new OHL fan. What's the cup called that the OHL wins? Come on now, Michael. The Spen the Spengler, right? No, isn't it? What's it called again? All right, Mike. Go back to wherever you are. I can hear the background. Have a great night. Love you like a brother. It's called the Memorial Cup. We'll all remember that because it's Remembrance Day tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> Today's uh, game was. Was uh, about Remembrance Day and and the J. Ross Robertson is the cup and, you win on the way there, and we're in the Memorial Auditorium. And we are in the Memorial Auditorium. Oh, I said to poor Mike, don't disappoint me, and that's what we end up with. Uh, Paul, just before we uh, wrap up, we just touched on this in our pregame show hours and hours ago, but the Niagara Ice Dogs are about to move on to their. Uh, third coach in about a year and a quarter. I mean, it's just it started with Dan Fitzgerald. It went to Ryan Kuabara. Now it's Ben Boudreaux as Kuabara gets fired today. He's the fourth coach this season to be let go in this league. Words, I just can't... I don't know what to say, Mike. It's it's incredible that four co- coaches have been fired. I, I don't think it's a good uh, message for the league to, to have. Uh, Niagara seems to be in a state of disarray, obviously. I will say this. Ben Boudreaux's taking over. His father, Bruce, is a senior advisor on that team. Maybe he can lean on Bruce to give him some advice to how to, you know, help this hockey club. It, it didn't help him tonight. Uh, coaching changes don't always make that change. You still need players. You know, like, you need good players. And I, I don't know Niagara's team well enough to really comment on who they have. But obviously there's there's problems there. But to have four coaches gone, we're not even at the 20-game mark. We're we're leading the league in games played, and we're not even at the 20-game. And that four, it, it's it's unheard of. And I, I just, you know, owners are allowed to do what they want. They own the team. But I just can't believe it. Well, you say you don't know the team well enough. I'll tell you who else doesn't know the Niagara Ice Dogs well enough. The fans. Right, that's it. Because 
Darren Dobler just made his 30th, 30th trade in just over a year, Paul. He made 27 trades last year. Yeah, so and then he's just pulled off his third one of this season. It's it's rather ridiculous, but I, I think the league might have a little bit of a problem down there in St. Catharines right now. They're going to have to take a look at it's it. It's reflective, Mike, in, when we were down there. There was nobody in the building, nope. you know. And why would you go? You you can't you can't get uh, used to who who's going to play and get a get an affection for the players at all, like our fans are showing tonight. Exactly. And Jeffrey, Stephen, who showed affection, were in the queue. We just couldn't get to. Remember, Sunday's a home game. We're going to do this on Sunday again as well. So uh, a great night on Rangers Talk. A great game on the ice. Another great Remembrance Day jersey. How many more great things? can I talk about, but the Rangers win it. Four to nothing, that's four wins in a row. Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds on Sunday afternoon. It's going to be great. I'll just say it one more time. Yep, get out <laughs> get out, and support your bets tomorrow and have a fun day, and we'll see everybody on Sunday. That's my broadcast partner, Paul Fixter. Our producer is Adam Sanderson. My name is Mike Farwell. I bid you a very good Friday night from the Memorial Auditorium in Kitchener.